Welcome to the Jeffers Brief, only on Contra Radio Network. Hello again, Intelligentsia. John Jeffers here on the Jeffers Brief. It's been a while, I know. However, I had to take a trip to Alabama, and I was there for a month dealing with uh, my late father-in-law's estate, getting things done that should have been done months ago. But because certain family members are unable to be responsible, I it fell upon me to go down there and deal with it, and that's exactly what happened. So, I would like to thank Mark Boyle, the prepper guy. Thank you for keeping the shows going. Uh, I'll tell you, I didn't have reliable Wi-Fi when I was down there at the at the campgrounds I was staying at. Well, I took my RV with me. Um, I was unable to keep up on the show. So, on September 12th, I sat there and updated... All the shows. And that was an eight-hour process. That's why you got lots of shows building up on Sunday. So, now I'm back home. I can keep up on it. Now, during my travels on I-65, I have to ask, Listeners in Kentucky, can you explain this to me? Because I don't understand what I saw. I didn't. Southbound I-65, south of Louisville. I don't don't, don't remember what county it's in. However, the road, the, the, the highway itself, the roadway is, there's no excuse for it. There just isn't. Not when you have federal highway funds going there. They, unless, of course, the politicians are siphoning off the top. <gasps> Say it ain't so. But I saw three things, and I defies explanation. First thing I saw was a couch on the side of the road. I don't know how long it's been there. Another mile or so down the road, there was a large refrigerator freezer appliance again on the side of the road and this is the one that baffles me (laughs) you're not going to believe it when I tell you but I'm going to a boat trailer rusty old boat trailer no boat on it of course just a boat trailer on the side I'm thinking where are the where are the these are union jobs. At least, at least most of them are. Yet they can't clean up the side of the damn road. I, I don't know why. I'm just telling you, that's what I saw. The rest of I-65 was relatively clean. But some for some reason, south of Louisville on I-65, and then going, you know, going through Louisville, um, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, um, the roadway is a complete shambles and there's no excuse for it there just isn't so anyways um, 
It took me two days to get down there because I wasn't driving more than six or seven hours. Don't need to. First of all, I can't just because I get, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. I could drive to Florida straight through, but that's not going to happen. So anyway, stopped at Cave City, Kentucky and at uh, Cave Country RV campground. Very nice place. I highly recommend it. Um, then I made it into Cullman, Alabama, about 40 miles from where the farm is where I had to go. Uh, and num a number of reasons why I chose that. Unfortunately for me, I did not know that President Trump was holding a rally in about a week or so, a little over a week when I arrived. So when I told them I'd like to extend, they said, no, you can't extend. President Trump is coming. We have, we're not going to have any room. You have to leave. Okay. So I packed up my stuff, went to another campground. I was able to stay there until uh, actually uh, the day before the rally. Then I kicked me out again. I found another little place called uh, uh, Sleepy Holler Campground in Cordova, Alabama. Now, it is not the RV resort. It's really a campground for workers. For example, you got people there that are training at Alabama Power. It's just out, it's a few miles from there. So the guys bring their RVs and that's where they live while they train and do everything else. Uh, plus other, uh, there's another company that's there doing infrastructure work. And they'll be there till after the first of the year. But it's really, uh, I mean, they have a few people that stay there year-round. But if you're looking for, you know, oh, I want to have a pool and I got to have this and I got to have that, you know, that, it isn't it. And that was fine with me. I don't need all the amenities. But anyways. Enough said. One of the things I did here, because when I travel and I'm pulling the RV, I always have my CB on. CB in the truck. Little handheld, Radio Shack, it works great. It's fine. One, and, I, and, I, and I guess in this day and age, I shouldn't be too surprised. But I know that some of you preppers out there and I have never used a two-way radio. Whether it be a CB, a ham radio, a GMRS, you know, a portable CB radio, whatever. However, listening to the CB, I notice there are a lot of people out there that have never ever, or don't, they don't know how to talk on it. And I, what I'm talking about is, you know, when you're, when you're um, talking on it, before I start, let me, three examples I'm talking about. One is the people who talk so fast, no one on the planet can understand them, not even the people on Mars. And then you got the other people who sound like they're trying to eat the microphone. And then you got another group of people who are under the impression that the louder they talk into the radio, the farther their signal will travel. No, that's not true either. And then we got people that, that do a combination of the three. 
So we got, you know, one people who are talking so fast you can't understand them. Then we've got other people who are right up on it. That's what you hear. They're trying to, they think they're rap stars. And they're right on top of the microphone. They can't understand a word they're saying. And you got the other people who are just screaming into it so you can hear me. No. Okay. Guys, this is how you do it. Guys and gals, this is how you talk on a two-way radio. Let us assume that you're talking on the radio. As long as you have air surrounding you, your voice will carry. It is not necessary to do this or scream or talk fast because you're under the gun for some reason. Who the, I mean, who knows why they do it? Simply do this. Talk across the radio. Talk across the radio. Oh. So it'd be like this. They will hear you. You key up the mic. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. They'll hear you. Whether it's a handheld, whether it's... Um, you know, the microphone for a CB, it doesn't matter. Your voice will carry. I promise. When I was on the department, we had collar mics. They sat right up here, and you go to talk, key up the mic, pop, 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 they hear you. Amazingly enough. So, there's no reason to try to eat the microphone. No reason to eat the try to eat the radio. No reason to scream into it. You just don't. It just drives me bonkers. And these people think that they're, you know, they'd be sitting there trying to eat the radio, and then they'd sit there and laugh. It's like, well, I'm glad you thought it was funny because no one else understood a word the hell you said. So, when using the radio, talk across it. You don't have to talk like this or talk. You don't have to. No. Don't have to scream. Don't have to do that. <sighs> I wanted to put that out there. Because I'm thinking of myself driving down. You know what? This would be a great subject to talk about. Because we've talked about uh, radio security, anyways, uh, secure communications for your prepper group or whatnot. Some of the other things you might want to consider is that I've heard, I remember hearing uh, people calling to each other. There's two ways that I know of when you want to talk to someone on two-way radio. You either identify yourself first and then who, you, who you're calling, or you could do who you're calling and who it's from. For example, I want to talk to Terry on the radio. I could hate Terry from John. Terry from John. Or, you can the mic say, uh, John to Terry. John to Terry. It all depends on your organization, what your comm officer wants you to do. Simple things. Maybe I'll do another show that's more, uh, shall we say, more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More in-depth with radio procedures. But they vary from group to group. I'll do a show on that, uh, try to just give some basics, nothing great, nothing major. So, um, you know, one of the things, um, I'm not going to sit here and talk about the Biden administration. We got 
One, two, three, four. I think we got four shows on CRN that deal with that stuff. We've got uh, Don Kirshner, the lightning round with his Jack, the Biden Jack Assery minute. I love that title, by the way. We got Anthony Williams on the independent mouth. We've got uh, the prepper guy. Mark had, Mark talks about constitutional issues, and then we've got um, oh, who is it? Ah, yes, the right side of politics with Chuck and Dersh. So. We've got plenty of shows that can discuss all that. But what I'm thinking about is that I'd like to discuss about this uh, nice little article I found on September 13th from the Economic Collapse blog by uh, Michael Snyder. I think he did a pretty good job with this. And it, it, the polls show that the American people are extremely angry and they're about to get even angrier. You know, that wasn't supposed to happen. You know, we were promised that once Joe Biden was in the White House and the tremendous anger that was building in our country would start to subside. But that was, that was obviously not happening. In fact, as uh, we'll discuss, uh, Americans have been getting even angrier. Needless to say, the stunt that Joe Biden pulled last week is certainly not helping matters. When he visited Boise on Monday, enormous crowds of extremely angry protesters are waiting for him. And everywhere... You know, we go on social media, you know, we see these huge explosions of anger. What in the world is our country going to look like if all this anger continues to grow? Yeah, that's a good question. Normally, it is either one side of the political spectrum or the other that is angry at any given time. But here in September 2021, both sides of the political spectrum are very angry. So these are so check out these numbers from a brand new CNN poll. I know it's CNN. And we all know that, you know, never mind, they're, they're goofs. So a new CNN poll finds that 74% of U.S. adults now say they are very or somewhat angry about the way things are going in the U.S. today. That includes 88% of Republicans, 70% of independents, and even 67% of Democrats. But wait, there's more. Another 69% of U.S. adults now say things are going pretty or very badly in the countries these days. And that includes 91% of Republicans, 72% of independents, and 49% of Democrats. The numbers are crazy. Now, just a few months ago, there was so much optimism, but now the mood of the nation has completely shifted. And surprisingly, the same CNN poll asked a question about illegal immigration, and it found that even most Democrats are concerned about the Movement of undocumented immigrants. I guess that's the new term for uh, illegal aliens crossing into the United States. Oh, and by the way, illegal immigration is still a concern for many in this nation. The CNN survey also found that 77% of U.S. adults say that it is important that the federal government stops the movement of undocumented immigrants into the United States and the partisan breakdown, 95% of Republicans, 76% of Democrat, of independents, and 52% of Democrats. Now, ever since Joe Biden entered the White House, giant throngs of people have been surging to our southern border. And this has created an unprecedented immigration crisis. Again. Incredibly, even though Biden has decided to impose vaccine mandates on millions upon millions of Americans, 
That's because Biden is COVID-obsessed. Even the White House press secretary is admitting that there'll be no such requirement for the illegal immigrants that are being let into this country. Members of Congress and their staffs are exempt from Biden's new requirements as well. But the rest of us are apparently fair game. According to Michael Snyder, he says, he says, my wife walked into a store where the employees were openly talking about how they might soon lose their jobs because of these new mandates. Biden is dragging us into full-blown tyranny, and lots of American citizens are going to lose good jobs because of this. Well, you know, let's be honest about it. Are we going to live in a society that forever runs around with face diapers on, wearing masks that don't do a damn thing to stop the virus? So another new poll asked questions if they think that Biden's tyrannical decrees are constitutional or not. And the results were absolutely overwhelming. So, in a new poll by the Convention of States Action in partnership with the Trafalgar Group, whether Biden has the constitutional authority to impose that demand, 58.6 said no. Only 29.7% said yes. The poll taken over the weekend of likely general election voters has a margin error of 2.96%. It's a poll. If they get away with this round of mandates, they will undoubtedly try to impose even more. In fact, Fauci is openly telling us that he's in favor of mandating vaccines for air travel. Fauci does not care about you. So the next time you hear the corporate media heaping praise on him, just remember what he and his organization did to a bunch of beagles. He sees you the same way, and he's going to keep pushing Biden to tighten the screws. Already we are seeing officials go to door to door in some cities. In Washington, D.C., there are times when workers will go back to a house four, five, six times until someone finally answers the door. <coughs> Patrick Ashley with the D.C. Health so the city has a significant outreach program going door to door. As a reminder, we knock on doors until we actually get someone to talk to us. And so they'll go back to a house four, five, six times if necessary, multiple times of the day, he said. Now that should chill you to the core. And what came next in that same article is also extremely chilling. Ashley uh, also said the district is working with Medicare providers to make sure that they're providing vaccination education. Quote, but you're right, it is a choice of theirs to make, unquote, Ashley said. So we'll continue to do that education through the, and Silverman interrupted Ashley to say, the president is saying it's not a choice anymore. The good news is that some red state governors are starting to fight back. For example, Ron DeSantis announced huge fines for any government entity in his state that attempts to mandate vaccines. Now, he announced cities and counties that force employees to get vaccinated will be fined $5,000 per infraction. He says that we are here today and make it, to make it very clear that we are going to stand for the men and women who are serving. We are going to protect Florida jobs. DeSantis said during the news conference, we are not going to let people be fired because of a vaccine mandate. Hopefully more red state governments will step up to the plate because our politicians in Washington are completely and utterly out of control. Not satisfied with angering millions of Americans with these new vaccine mandates, Democrats have also decided that now is the time to dramatically raise taxes. 
Okay. Top earners in New York City could face a combined city, state, and federal income tax rate of 61.2%. Let me say that again. A combined city, state, and federal income tax rate of 61.2%, according to plans being proposed by Democrats in the House of Representatives. The plans being proposed include a 3% surge tax on taxpayers earning more than $5 million a year. The plan also uh, the plans also call for raising the top marginal income tax rate from uh, rate, rate to 39.6% from the current 37%. So how would you feel if 61.2% of your income went to paying taxes? Would that make you angry? I guess it depends on how you vote. For the rest of us, yeah, it would. But our politicians in Washington have to find some way to pay for their insane spending sprees. Now, the federal government ran a $3 trillion budget deficit last fiscal year, and with one month to go, they are on track to do it again this fiscal year. Everywhere you turn, there is more bad news, and everywhere you turn, things are starting to spiral out of control. So many of the things that we've talked about are happening right in front of our eyes, and the months ahead are looking very bleak. If Americans are this angry while things are still relatively stable, what is the mood of the country going to look like once things really start to fall apart? As a nation, we are not emotionally equipped to handle any sort of major societal collapse. But that is where the road that we are on inevitably leads. These are such troubled times, and I have a feeling that really big surprises are just around the corner. Well, there you go. Oh, did I forget to mention Carl Gallup's on Freedom Friday? He also tears into the Democrats and the liberal agenda and does a fine job of it, I might add. Now, I know there are some of you out there who aren't vaccinated, don't want to get the vaccine. You know, there's a myriad of reasons. Let me ask, let me put it to you this way. And I've already said, I've said it many times before. You don't get vaccinated, you get COVID. Oh, well, don't bitch, don't complain. I want you to do this. Too, too, too many people are taking their health information or taking health advice from social media. I've seen some of the posts. And when those people you know, attribute something to someone, do a little due diligence. Look into the source of the people that they're quoting or whatnot. How many of you have a family doctor? Well, I mean, ask them. At least the doctor cares about you somewhat. I mean, if you're willing to trust somebody that's going to give you prescription medications... Ask him about what he thinks about the vaccine, whether you should be vaccinated. I mean, really. If you don't, if you're not sure and you don't know who to ask, instead of taking your health advice from God knows who on social media, do yourself a favor. Ask your family doctor. After all, you chose him. He didn't choose you. If you don't trust him, then get a new doctor and ask them. 
Now look, I got vaccinated back in was it April or May? I think it was April. Got the second one in May. I don't have three heads growing. Nothing like that. You're saying, well, some people are getting vaccinated and they're still getting it. Well, that that's true. Because the vaccine is not 100%. It's not like the polio vaccine. What we're seeing is, yeah, depending on which one you get, it's, you know, anywhere from 94 to 98% effective. Efficacy, effective. So you're still going to get some leakers in there. And if you do get vaccinated and you do happen to contract the virus, the symptoms aren't going to be nearly as horrendous to you than if you were not vaccinated. Then you get the full-blown effect. I'm just putting it out there, guys. You do what you want to do. Now, when I was down in Alabama and Walker County, the big news down there was 20% of the student population was out due to COVID. I will say this. Um, I know that the Walmart in town there offering, and so are some of the other drugstores, Walgreens, CVS. I can't speak to Walgreens or CVS. I can't speak as to what I saw at the Walmart pharmacy. Um, whenever I went in there, it would seem I saw more and more people line up at the pharmacy getting uh, the vaccine or were sitting down during, for the 15 or 10 minute waiting period, whatever it was. Many, many, many more people. And, and that was just during the month I was down there. So it's anecdotal. There's nothing. I'm just telling you what I saw. Make up your own minds. But please, do not take health advice from social media. If you're not sure if you should get it or not, talk to your family doctor. All right? That's the best advice I can give you. That's all. All right, that's all I really got to say for this episode. I know it's not the, you know... A lot of information, but I think it's got some relevant information there that I wanted to talk about. I want to say thanks again for listening to me, John Jeffers, here on the Jeffers Brief. I know some of you thought that I had uh, quit and that's it. I'm not doing it anymore. No, that wasn't the case. I had uh, family obligations that had to be uh, met. I did so. So trying to get back into the groove, getting back into doing it again. Uh, I think that's really it, really. That's all I really have to say about it. Uh, very nice people at the uh, Sleepy Holler campground. Very nice people. Made some friendships there for the time I was there. Still keep in touch with them. So with that said, uh, pay attention to what's going on, my friends. Pay attention. You don't have to say anything. Sometimes it's better just to listen than to say something. Because many times if you're just waiting to talk, you're gonna you're just you're listening for a break in the conversation so you have an opportunity to insert you know, insert your two cents. Whereas if you're just listening, you'd be surprised what you hear. You'll be surprised at what you catch. All right. Until next week, I'm John Jeffers. 
Thanks again for listening to me here on the Jeffers Brief. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening.